0: Hello, thanks for connecting to the teachings of Prophet Lovi Elias. May you be blessed by this teaching and may your life never be the same. To get the most value from this word, empty your heart and be ready to receive. If you have been impacted by this ministry and want to sow into it, please visit prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org. Now here's our prophet, Dr. Lovi Elias. God bless you wherever you are. This is Prophet Lovi,
1: and I am excited by the spirit of the living God that God has given us an opportunity to be together and to speak of the wonderful deeds of God in our lives. And, uh, and I really truly believe that the Lord is doing something new in us and that God is going to elevate us to another dimension that will cause us to know God even better So I desire that you share this as many times as you can. Um, Let somebody know that will let somebody know that will let somebody know that this is the time that God has chosen to promote us to another dimension. Um, What I'm going to share with you uh, today, it won't be for a long time, but I promise you it will be life-changing It will position us in the place that God has called us to be in. And it will cause us to see God the way God desires for us to see Him. Uh, I usually love this scripture that says it like this: It said, It is not by strength or by might, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. I'll say it again. It is not by strength or by might, but it is by my spirit says the Lord. Uh, And this was what God was telling Zerubbabel. You know how he's going to level the ground for him, how he's going to part the mountains for him. And he said that it is not by strength or by might, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. Now, if God is telling us that it is not by strength or by might, it is by my spirit. Christians should be more interested in the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, amen. If God is, not, is telling you, this will not work because you shouted fire. Yeah. This will not just work because you said in the name of Jesus. But everything I do, it will take the power of my spirit. So it is to a believer's advantage To know the person of the Holy Spirit, to understand how to walk with the Holy Spirit, to understand the dimensions of intimacy we receive by walking with the Holy Spirit, the dimensions of the knowing that we receive by walking with the Holy Spirit. This is extremely important. Oh, my my, my brother, uh, uh, Pastor Vlad is here. God bless you. God bless you, my my friend. God bless you. He has a fantastic ministry. He has a powerful ministry. They flow in all the gifts of the Spirit. And what I love about, above all is his love for Jesus and for the souls, um, for the souls of people. I've never seen anyone that has given himself to help others. You know, I saw him going to Ukraine, his country, and, uh, you know, in the midst of all the chaos and helping people. So we love you, Pastor Vlad, and we love uh, you and your family and the whole Hungry Generation uh, family and for everything that you're doing for the kingdom of God. So understand this, children of God, this is extremely important. Extremely important. If you are going to walk with God, whatever God highlights you need to pay attention to. You know, I find it crazy that as believers, we are more interested in what fits our culture what fits our belief, but yet our belief system must be connected to what God believes. You see, there is what God believes and there is what man believes. So as children of God, we must be more interested in whatever God is highlighting. Now, the issue is, is that so many people think that being born again is enough for the work of the Holy Spirit to be manifested in your life. I'm sorry, this is the farthest, this is farther from the truth than it is. If we truly understood the person of the Holy Spirit, if we truly understood how to walk with the Holy Spirit, I promise you our churches will be full of souls. The world will be looking for us for solutions. We will change the world and bring the world to the feet of Jesus. Simply because we understand the working of the Holy Spirit. So hear me by the Spirit of God. There are stages of working with the Holy Spirit. Now, when people read the day of Pentecost in Acts uh, chapter 2, People see the baptism of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles as fire. But that was actually their second encounter with the Holy Spirit. It was not the first encounter. But when we speak of the day of Pentecost, everybody speaks like that is the day that the Holy Spirit was poured. But it is true that is the day that the Holy Spirit was shared with all men, that Uh, everybody that was uh, prepared to receive God would receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But the apostles' encounter with the Holy Spirit was not a one-time deal. In fact, if we read in Scripture, there are three encounters they have with the Holy Spirit. The first one was before Jesus ascended, he blew on them and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Now this encounter was because they saw the risen Savior. Remember, salvation comes because Jesus has died and Jesus has risen. So when you see the Lord and you know that he came from a virgin, he was born of a virgin, he died and rose again, and you confess that, you profess that, that is what we call you have given your life to Christ. Because the purpose of the Messiah was to come and die and rise up and redeem us from uh, from sin and from, uh, from, the, from the wrath of God. So the first breath that the Lord blew on them, he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Then he told them again, wait until the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Notice Jesus was not talking about an internal feeling again. He was talking about the substance of the Holy Spirit being upon an individual. These are completely different events. When the Lord Jesus went to the Jordan, let's read Luke. Let's go to the scripture. Let's go to the scripture real quick. Let me try and help this so that to open your eyes a little bit. Luke chapter 4 from verse 1. Luke chapter 4 from verse 1.
2: Number four. Uh huh. And verse one reads mm-hmm. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness.
1: Stop right there. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, your first encounter with the Holy Spirit is for you to start getting direction into the will and the purpose of God. Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean go and preach. Come on. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is the first step in you being identified as His child. This is why the Bible says it like this Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Yes. Notice when Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. Somebody said, I'm talking about the anointing. No, I'm not talking about the anointing. When the Holy Spirit filled Jesus, immediately you see Jesus being led by a divine presence. Direction is coming from God. You see, and and, and the issue is this, listen to me, children of God, and this is very important for you to understand you notice the, Holy, the, the, the disciples were filled in, with the Holy Spirit and then they were filled again. When you are filled, you begin to be led. But you have to understand that Jesus was a surrendered vessel. The Bible says that he took the form of a servant. Jesus came to serve. He understood this. He prepared himself for 30 years. Now you and me must understand that to be filled with the Holy Spirit is a daily walk with God. Let me give you an example. I may have surrendered the area of cursing, insulting people. But in my heart, I may still carry unforgiveness. When the Holy Spirit fills me, he will fill my mouth, but he cannot fill my heart because in my heart, I still have unforgiveness. So to be filled is based on the capacity you have made available. Are you listening to me? This is why a believer can receive the Holy Spirit and still have a demon. Because you have to remember the place in which the Holy Spirit reigns is your inner man. Is your inner man. Is somebody understanding me? Is your inner man. The Holy Spirit does not dwell in your flesh. The Holy Spirit does not dwell in your soul. The Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit. Is somebody understanding this? Yes. The Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit, but the reign of your inner man is based on what your soul has made available. Come on. Is somebody listening to me? Yeah. Your spirit cannot go beyond what your soul has made available. There are areas of your life that you control, that God has not yet been permitted to control. An example is this, Apostle Paul says this, he said, uh, a messenger of Satan was sent unto me and he was a thorn in my flesh. And I pleaded with God three times to take this away from me. This is what he said. He said when he prayed, the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient. God did not rebuke anything. God told him my grace is sufficient. Apostle Paul said something very beautiful. He said this. He said, I will glory in my weakness so that the power of God may rest on me. The word rest is remain. So the domain of the power of God, which flows from your inner man. This is what the Bible says. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That which is inside of you for it to come out is based on your soul being surrendered to your spirit. The feeling of the Holy Spirit is literally what area of your life have you allowed God to control? What area of your life does God have a say in? Some people can be very good men of God in church. Some women can be very good sisters in church but at home. You are somebody completely different. No, you're not playing the Holy Spirit. You're playing yourself. You're not deceiving God. You're deceiving yourself. You notice Peter, Peter's transformation. As time goes, Peter becomes so filled with the Holy Spirit to the point that Ananias and Sapphira were trying to deceive him. And he said, you guys were thinking you're talking to me. Don't you know you are talking to the Holy Spirit? Notice Peter and the Holy Spirit became one being. Ah, oh, I wish somebody could understand this. That Peter was no longer uh, 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 um, somebody you can separate from the Holy Spirit. You could not put a distinction between Peter and the Holy Spirit. If you met Peter, you met the Holy Spirit. This is what God wants for each and every one of us. But there was a process that Peter had to go through. Is somebody understanding this? You see, when when people are talking about the anointing, okay, the Bible says the yoke will be broken because of the anointing. It did not say the anointing breaks the yoke. I saw somebody say that, oh, he's talking about the anointing because the Bible says the anointing will teach you of all things. Yes, it is true, but I'm not talking about the anointing. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Is completely different. The anointing in itself doesn't do anything. The anointing simply means you are separated for God's use. The power of God, the Holy Spirit, is the explosive physical manifestation of that anointing on you, meaning that sign that you have been set apart. The evidence of it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit proves that you are anointed. This is why Jesus said this is still in Luke chapter four. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he hath anointed me. The spirit upon determines what the anointing will do. The anointing is simply the the, the evidence that God has chosen you. But what proves that God has chosen you is not the anointing, is the power of God. This is why Paul says it like this. He said, The kingdom of God is not in word, but in demonstration of the power and spirit. Not demonstration of the anointing. You can't demonstrate the anointing. Is somebody understanding this? But the anointing is evident because of the power of God. Is is somebody listening to me? When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the first step is that God begins to lead you. Notice Jesus' humanity started having direction. Before that, Jesus was being led by his father, by the uh, the studies that he was doing. Everything about God that he was taught is what was guiding him to that very moment. The moment the spirit of God came upon him, he started to be led by the spirit. Is somebody getting this? Somebody asked the question, how can you be anointed and not be filled with the Holy Spirit? It's very simple. Cyrus in the Bible was anointed by God, but he wasn't filled by the Holy Spirit. Does it not say that? The Lord said, Cyrus, I have anointed you. Did uh, Cyrus have the Holy Spirit? He had supernatural backing. Let's not argue what we don't know. <laughs> you know, let's, let's be humble enough to learn. The anointing is good. When God chooses you, the Lord anoints you. But what casts out devils is not the anointing. It is the spirit of God. Jesus said that I drive out devils by the spirit of God. Let's be humble enough to learn. It is not the way you're thinking. You know, when I see somebody, and I'm saying this with a lot of love, okay? If if I see somebody manifesting God in ways I have not able to do it, I will pay attention. You see, in the world, when you see somebody doing business and is more successful and you want to be a businessman, let's say in the tech world or in the, in whatever, you know, atmosphere of the calling that God has given you, you learn from those who are successful. You don't learn from yourself, yet you haven't made a step. It's dangerous. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's very dangerous. So it's important for us to be students because... You may know a lot, but 1% is enough to change your life. One. And the interesting thing is this. There are things about God that God will not teach you. God expects you to learn from others. I have walked with God since I was six years old. He came to me. I never called him. I don't know why he chose me. I will never understand it. I've questioned it. I've thought of it. I have never understood it till now. But there are still things I learn from people. To this day, yet God has been working with me for years. Some of the deepest discoveries that I came to know about God is somebody else's experience, not my own. Then I implemented, then I realized that uh, God wants to humble us. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is why the Bible says many are called and few are chosen. Anybody that is called is anointed. But not everybody is going to be used. The using part is the Holy Spirit part. To be anointed, the Holy Spirit marks says, I can use you, I can use you, I can use you. But to be chosen, surrendered vessel, then the king can settle in you. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? So capture this. To be filled is to be led. So the evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Is not just tongues. Because you may be speaking in tongues, but you're still stuck in one level. (laughs) You can be speaking in tongues, but you're still in level one of intimacy and your work with the Holy Spirit. I'll speak for myself, especially Africans. We have master's degrees in speaking in tongues. Is somebody getting this? We have master's degrees in tongues.
0: Fire, fire, yeah.
1: I have seen people like, I've seen people pray for eight hours straight. They have towels, towels. Praying, wiping sweat, And I'm sitting there, I'm like, ah. With all this praying, these people should have been so far, but they are just in one level with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says like this in Matthew chapter 6, don't be like the hypocrites who think by their much speaking they will be heard. Praying for a long time is good. But praying just for the sake of praying because you want to pray, because you can just force yourself to pray in tongues for a long time, doesn't mean you are praying. Ooh. because this is not a, 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 a spell book. I saw a meme today that made me really laugh. Um, they had a Harry Potter picture, and he had, a, you know, what is it called? A wand? And it was expensive petroleum. <laughs> do, you, do you get it? expensive petroleum? Like the gas prices are so high. <laughs> but, but understand this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But understand this by the Spirit of God. Understand this by the Spirit of God. Capture this by the Spirit of God. Your much praying is not what makes, brings results. Our much praying should be for intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Should be because we want to know God. When I spend a long time in the presence of God, It's not actually because I want him to do something. It's usually I want to know him better. I want to encounter him. I want a greater dimension in him. I want to know you. That is the cry of my heart. Not because I just want to sit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I come out, I think I'm powerful. No, that's nonsense. Is somebody understanding this? Capture this by the Holy Spirit. The first step. Is to be filled. The evidence that you are filled with the Holy Spirit is that God's word is beginning to be master over you. You say, we you know, we said the Lord Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Your Lord means He's your master, He's able to tell you, go left and you will not resist. Go right, you will not resist. Turn around and you will not resist. This is what proves that the working of the Holy Spirit inside of you has begun. If within you, listen to me well, listen to me carefully. If within you, it is just a lot of praying, but the inward man is not changing. You need to check your work with the Holy Spirit. I wish somebody could hear me. You need to examine your walk with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that one more time. If there is no change inwardly, it means the Holy Spirit cannot lead you. So the evidence of that change is that the Holy Spirit is starting to take control of your life. To be zealous doesn't mean you're controlled by the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of zealous people that have no Holy Spirit in them. It is a lot of religiosity or religiousness that they have converted to be the Holy Spirit yet it is not. When the Holy Spirit fills you, you start becoming obedient to God. Not obedient to what you want, but obedient to God. Not obedient to what you agree with, but obedient to what God wants. To be filled is to be led. If you are not being led yet, you have not encountered the Holy Spirit yet. Jesus took himself to the Jordan. When the Holy Spirit filled him, he was told, go to the wilderness. Immediately he was led. He didn't know where he was going. He's being told, go this way. He found himself in the wilderness. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He did not know that's what he was going to do. He was taken there to fast and to pray and to be tested and to be tempted, Sorry. How many of you can genuinely say, I am being led? Not Holy Spirit said. You know, Christians like to say that. Holy Spirit said this to me. Holy Spirit said that to me. Come on, guys. Sometimes I see it so so many times. It actually makes me laugh. Somebody will say, Holy Spirit told me you have a word for me. I say, why didn't the Holy Spirit give you the word himself? He told you specifically, (laughs) Christians, let us cultivate a genuine walk with God. Not fanatism. It is hurting the church. It is hurting the church. I see it all the time. Somebody will come to me and say, prophet. Prophet. The Lord spoke to me and said, you have a word for me. And I know you have it. Give it to me. I'm like, ah,
2: <laughs> if the Lord
1: came to you, <laughs> the Lord should tell you. <laughs> the, 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 am I God? I'm not God. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not God. If he could tell you clearly, Lovi Elias has a word for you. But that word is coming from him. Why doesn't he tell you himself? Is somebody understanding this by the Holy Spirit? So let us capture this and let us um, be humble enough before God to understand that to walk with God is in stages and is in levels. Let's keep liking, let's keep pushing the thumbs up because uh, we are slacking on that today. Let's keep sending this out and let's get to the natural numbers that we get to. So is somebody understanding what I'm trying to say here? A word that somebody has for you will come because God either has sent them to you or your submission to a certain man or woman of God will allow them to minister to you what God has put in them. But you can't demand God told me you have a word. Ah. I remember one time, this always makes me laugh that somebody, I remember uh, um, one of the sons in the church a few years ago he came to me and said, uh, Papa, you see that person? I said, Yeah. I said, God said that's my wife. I said, hmm, okay. Are you ask, I, In my mind, I'm saying you're not asking me, you're telling me, so I'll let you do your thing. Already I know that's not where it's supposed to be. Right? <laughs> after a few, after after a few weeks, he came he said, God told me that's not the one. So I asked him, So when God was telling you that's your wife, did God made, make a mistake? <laughs> You said God said that's your wife. Now God is telling you that's not your wife. Which God is this that we are serving is so bipolar? (laughs) Split decisions. I told him next time, if you need counsel, ask so that you're given counsel. Don't try to just say something because if you say God said, who am I to tell you God didn't say? I'm going to stay quiet. I can give you, if it is my opinion, I'll say, this is what I think. If God is telling me, I'll say, God is saying this. Mm -hmm. Is somebody understanding this? So understand that the evidence of being filled is in the transformation of your character that the Holy Spirit can now start using your being. You see, when soul was anointed by Saul, he received also the Holy Spirit because according to Israel, especially in the ancient days, you are not going to be king unless God chose you and the prophets prayed for you or the priests prayed for you to not only uh, to have the spirit of God so that you can lead the people correctly. You know, today we want people to, uh, uh, to be pastors because they went to school only. Going to school is good, nothing wrong with that. But that's not the qualification God is looking for. It is necessary for your ability to communicate better based on whom God has sent you to. But that is not what makes a great man or great woman of God. It is the spirit of God within a man. Joseph was a great leader because the spirit of God was inside of him. When Saul was chosen, the spirit of God was in him. The moment he could not be led by Samuel, Samuel would tell him do this and he doesn't do. The Bible says the spirit of God departed from him. Paul said this to the Galatians. He said, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Starting in the spirit, you are now ending up in the flesh. So it is possible... For you to receive the Holy Spirit and to quench the Holy Spirit, to frustrate him. Is somebody listening to me? To frustrate him. Because the infilling of the Holy Spirit or how much the Holy Spirit takes control of you is literally based on his ability to direct you. Anyone that speaks desires to be heard. So if the Holy Spirit speaks and you're not listening, he's going to be frustrated. Because the Holy Spirit is not power, the Holy Spirit is the third person of God, he's a personality. If you read in scripture, you notice that he has feelings. He told the apostle, set aside Barnabas and Paul for me. He speaks, he has emotions and his emotions are different from the father and the father is different from the son and the son is different from the father, but they are still one person. Let me, let me share with you something. I think I've spoken about this. I had this uh, experience before we, we, we got this building. Yes, I believe it was before we got to, to this building. I was praying and I was taken out of my body. The Lord took me by His Spirit. And I was taken to a place in the Spirit. I cannot tell you where I was, but it was in heavenly places for sure. And I saw three men standing before me. <laughs> fear gripped me, but it was not the fear like, oh, the devil, but it was the fear of God gripped me. And these three men were identical. Completely identical. When one moved, all three of them moved. When one spoke, all three of them spoke. It was very interesting for me to behold this. I can never forget this. And when I was watching this vision, there was one in the center, one in the left, and one on the right. But it was the same person duplicated. And when I was watching this, it was the center person that was speaking, but all three of them were speaking. I could tell who was the source of the voice, but all three of them were speaking at the same time. If the voice went to another, the other would be speaking, but all three of them would be speaking. It was the most humbling experience ever before in my life. And the one in the center said, I have been waiting for you to get to this place so that I can deliver unto you what you need for the next phase of the work that I have given you. But when one is speaking, all the other two are speaking at the same time. And the one on the left, when, he, when, the, when the one in the middle stretched his hand, the one in the left is the one that came forward and touched my heart But it was three of them touching me. It was the most, I don't know how to explain it. And the Lord ministered many things unto me. And then I was brought back. It was very confusing but enlightening at the same time because I understood that it is one person but there are three and they are distinct but yet they are not. It it is, I don't have the vocabulary to explain it, but it was the most wonderful experience I've ever had encountering God. So you have to understand in our walk with God, it is in stages and it is in steps. When you are filled, you can minister to people, but you are not actually called to ministry. To be filled with the Holy Spirit, you can pray for people, God will heal them. You may say prophetic words that will come to pass. But it doesn't mean that he has sent you out. It doesn't mean that. I have seen so many people that became, I don't know if you remember that uh, there was a mother and a son that I prophesied to in church. And I, 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 God gave me such deep insight. And I told the, the young man, I said that, God wants to restore you. There's a mistake you made three years ago. I don't know if it was three years or four years. I I mentioned the exact year. I said that he had received the Holy Spirit and he became zealous and he went to the streets and started praying for people.
2: It's a couple weeks ago.
1: And I saw him laying hands on a man that was crippled. And when he prayed for that man, the man's left foot was swollen. And when he laid hands on the man, he went home, his own left foot became swollen. And he suffered for a long time because of that. I told him, because you went where God never sent you. You see, demons have no power to retaliate. They only retaliate to those who are sent, sent themselves. Demons can only retaliate to those who sent themselves, a.k.a. sons of Skiva. If you send yourself, the devil will whoop you. If God sends you, who can fight against God? If God be with a nation, who can be against her? If God be with a person, who can be against that person? Demons cannot retaliate to somebody that has been ordained to whoop them. You are the sheriff. They can do nothing to you. Jesus said, I have given you power. Notice there is a dimension of power, not the dimension of being filled. I have given you power to trample over scorpions and serpents, and they shall do you no harm. There is a dimension of power. Jesus told his disciples, wait until the power of the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and then you will be my witnesses. No power, you are not permitted to be a witness. So after we are filled, God moves us to the dimension of what? Power. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was led into the wilderness. When Jesus came back, he says, Jesus came back in the power of the Spirit. Jesus didn't come back filled. He said he came back in the power, within the the domain of power in the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that great fame went around about him. Great fame followed him. People began to speak about him because of the mighty works that God was doing. But Jesus did not begin to heal the sick until the power of the Spirit was upon him.
2: Mm. So Jesus waited.
1: If Jesus was waiting to be empowered by the Holy Ghost, who are you? I want you to think about this. If the Lord Jesus was willing to be patient, if the Lord Jesus was willing to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit, Every believer should aspire to walk with the Holy Spirit to get to the dimension of power. If you have not entered into the realm of power, please don't go praying for people. Please don't go looking. In fact, never go looking for demons. When God has empowered you, trust me, they will show up by themselves. You won't have to look for them. Yesterday we had a powerful deliverance service online on Zoom and it was also on YouTube. So many people got delivered, people in Albania, people in, in uh, there were countries, They Uganda, they were in Canada, they were everywhere you can think of. It was a powerful time in God. Do you know what my confidence is? My confidence is God has empowered me. Now, when God wants to manifest Himself, Genesis chapter 1, um, verse 2.
2: Genesis.
1: Chapter 1 and verse 2. Chapter
2: 1 and verse
1: 2. Mm-hmm.
2: And it reads, And the earth was without form and void, uh-huh. and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Yes. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Uh Uh-huh. Verse 3. And God
1: said... Stop right there. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon, notice the Spirit of God was upon the face of the waters, right? Yes. Upon the face of the deep. When the Spirit of God comes upon, then when God spoke, things came out of the water. Are are you guys listening? Yeah. Yeah. God commanded something, it came out of the water. He said, let the dry ground appear, it appeared. Let animals come out of the water. Some birds came out of the water. Different things and all this. But the Holy Spirit was upon the face of the earth so God could command things to happen on earth. When the Holy Spirit is upon you, then you can speak to things and things will come to pass. So the Holy Spirit being within you is to lead you, to make you a better child of God, to cause you to be an obedient child of God, to make you to be somebody that can follow after God. Somebody says, do I personally need to do a 40 days fast? No, that's not what I said. I'm not talking about fasting. (laughs) I'm not talking about fasting. (laughs) Please don't go fast 40 days and 40 nights. The spirit of God inside you is to make you his child for you to have a similar spirit to him, a similar heart to him. the heart, His heartbeat, you share in it. If God sees souls, how he feels, you begin to feel like that. You begin to think the way he thinks. You begin to hate sin like God hates. You begin to now become like, you know, children who grew up in the same household are similar in behavior and character. So you start having the same desires that everyone else has. That is from the house. You share the same interests. The same interests. You start to grow together with God. Then when God sees your fit, then God upgrades you with power. That now you begin to carry out his assignment. In Mark chapter 16 from verse 17, can you go there?
2: Yes, sir. Mark chapter 16 and verse 17, and mm-hmm. it reads And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. Mm-hmm. Verse 18 They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Mm-hmm. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover verse 19. Mm-hmm. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them mm-hmm. he was received up into heaven and he sat on the right hand of God. In verse 20, and they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord the Lord working with them the Lord
1: pro- working with them uh-huh keep going and confirming the words with signs following. Notice the Lord went with them and he confirmed the words by signs. So signs are evidence that now the spirit of God is upon Is this making sense? Let's look at this quickly. Acts chapter 2, verse 22.
2: Acts 2, verse 22. Mm -hmm. And it reads, Ye men of Israel, Mm -hmm. hear these words. Mm -hmm. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God Mm -hmm. among you by miracles and wonders and signs. One more time. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Mm -hmm. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs.
1: Notice when you are approved by by God, there is a manifestation that follows you. When you are approved by God, there is a manifestation that follows you. The word approved there, it means somebody that is sent out. Not just a called person, but a chosen person and a sent out person. If we learned the mechanics of being intimate with the Holy Spirit, then each and every one of you that is watching, you will get to the level whereby you walk in the domain of power. There will be no sick amongst us. There will be no demonized people around us. There will be no suffering people amongst us. These things will be so far from us. Are you listening to me, somebody? These things will be so far from us because we have entered in the realm of power. But now, how do we walk with the Holy Spirit? I have just spoken about the works of the Holy Spirit within a person, the dimensions of it, and it goes further. But because of time revealed, I don't like taking too much time. But how do we cultivate? Because if you're here, you have given your life to Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one who causes the new birth. He's already in there. It doesn't mean you're baptized by the Holy Spirit, but it means he's in there. To be baptized is to be immersed. Jesus came from the wilderness in the power of the Holy Spirit. He was immersed. He was baptized in the same fire that he came to baptize people with. So baptism of the Holy Spirit is to be immersed. But when you give your life to Christ, the Bible says, that which is born of the Spirit is what? Spirit. Are you listening to me? How do we cultivate now? How do we cultivate our walk with the Holy Spirit? Walking with God or walking with the Holy Spirit, it means Walking shoulder to shoulder, side by side. Mm. When you're being led, it means he's ahead of you. But when you enter into the power of the Spirit, you're no longer led, you're side by side. Wow! Hallelujah! He's now walking with you like a friend would walk with his friend. Is everybody here now? God will never baptize anyone with his spirit that is not interested in advancing his kingdom. I want you to hear me. God will never baptize anyone with the Holy Spirit that is not interested in advancing his kingdom. Because you are not empowered to be cool. You are not empowered to control others. That is actually corruption. You are not empowered by God so that you can be the guy. I always say it all the time. I desire that everyone that God has given to me to be better than me by far. I am only interested in his kingdom. Anyone that is not interested in being in service to our king, in advancing his kingdom, the Holy Spirit will never baptize you. He will be in you. He will regenerate you. You will receive eternal life, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit, no. What for? Why? Why is he going to? Why would I give you a nuclear bomb if your interest is not to defend us? You may use it against us. You see, the interesting thing about the power of God is this. This is why God also, you see, power is in dimensions and in levels, right? Elisha is walking about minding his business. Some young men see him. They start calling him bald head, bald head. (laughs) The man of God got offended. To be honest with you, I always think about it and say, why was Elisha so bitter? This guy had such a short temper. (laughs) Of all the prophets I know, Elisha was too much. I'm sorry, Elisha had a terrible temper. The guy was just like, if you do something, the way he's going to whoop you in the spirit. It was just too much. He looked at this young man. He said, oh, you're laughing at me. He summoned a bear to kill them. Huh? Two bears. He summoned two, not even one, Jesus Christ. Two bears. He summoned bears, tore these children into pieces because they insulted him. You see, when God empowers you with His Spirit, you become a public danger if you don't have a character that is intact. You become a public danger if your character is not intact. Ooh. Jesus was being led to the cross. He said, "You think I cannot call my Father and ask Him for twelve legion of angels? Twelve legion." A legion has between 3,000 to 5,000 soldiers, right? Jesus now multiplied 12 times 3,000. Who is good at math very quickly?
2: 36,000. Huh?
1: 36,000. 36,000 angels to come and just beat the few Jews that were taking him to the cross. He said, you think I can't do that? But Jesus controlled himself. They put him on the cross, provoking him. Jesus is crying, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. No, they knew exactly what they were doing. They were killing him. He's, he thinks he's better than us. He may be the Messiah, but he's not in the way we want him to. So Jesus is interceding for them. If you don't have character intact, God is afraid of giving you power because power will not only work because you want to do good. Listen to me carefully. Power does not only work. Okay, let me give you an example. Let me just show you an example. Genesis chapter 3. Let me talk. Let me not talk. Let me show it to you. I think we need to know this God we are serving better. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 17. Genesis 3, 17. Auntie Benz, can you read this one? Yes. Yeah, Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. Uh, Genesis 3, 17. Yes. And unto Adam he said. Wait, wait, wait. You don't have a microphone. I do. Is it on? Is it on? Is it on mute?
3: Can you hear me? Okay, fine. Okay,
1: okay, she's back. <laughs> all
3: right. <laughs> okay. And unto Adam he said, uh-huh. Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Mm-hmm. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. One more time. And unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife mm-hmm. and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, yes. thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life.
1: Notice this. The first curse you ever read is God cursing. Not a witch. Ah, uh, Somebody didn't hear me. God cursed the ground for Adam because he couldn't curse Adam because you cannot curse what you have blessed. God said, uh, be fruitful. God blessed them and be fruitful and multiply. What God has blessed, he can't curse. But because God was angry, he cursed the ground that the man needed. Mark chapter 11. (laughs) Mark chapter 11 and verse... 12 to 14. Mark 11 from verse 12 to 14. You want something to read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Antil let read this one.
3: Mark 11, 12 to 14. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was mm. hungry. Mm-hmm. And seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he yes. came, if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, mm-hmm. for the time of figs was not yet. Mm-hmm. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it.
1: Now, Jesus cursed a fig tree that was innocent. It was not seasons for the fig. But because Jesus was hungry. But because Jesus was hungry. He went to a tree and did not find any fruit. He said, ah, no one will eat of you. But the Bible is telling you clearly the leaves were out. uh, The fig season had not come. But Jesus was hungry. Because he was hungry, he cast the tree. No one will eat of you. You now, you want the power of God. If people just make you upset, you're going to be a mass murderer. Did somebody hear me? No, you become a public danger. You're going to curse people too much. And you'll be worse than a witch. Because you now, you're being backed up by God. Whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He did not say, if it is a Christian, it will not work. He said whatsoever, anything. So if you don't have character intact... God cannot give you power. God cannot give you power. The power of God is given to those who are interested to build the kingdom of God. The power of God is given to those who have the heart of Christ for souls and the people. The the power of God is given to those who are patient with people. The higher you go, the more humble you ought to be. If you want to go high with God, you lower yourself even more. Elisha, his servants goes and collects bribes. And he comes, he comes back like he didn't get anything. Elisha tells him, is it time to collect bribes? Don't you know that my spirit went with you when you are taking the bribe? Because you have done this. He cursed him and all his generations. One man. He messed up his whole generation because he was upset. At least he would have just punished this one person. But Elisha went the distance and messed up everyone else. Ah, don't be Elisha. Let us be like Jesus who can forgive. Amen. If you're not interested in advancing God's kingdom, if you're not interested in being like Christ, giving yourself up for others, you will never receive the authentic, the maximum power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit cannot come upon you. You see, the children of the, 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 the apostles of Jesus, were stripped of everything when they gathered in the upper room. They gathered themselves just to wait on God. They wanted what Jesus had preached. They wanted to see it in their day. They just wanted to see what Jesus has spoken over. Their lives. That was their interest. They did not want anything more. This was their heart's cry. And on a faithful morning. Or afternoon. Their house was filled. Was shaken. And the power of God descended upon them. If you keep reading when John and Peter went to the temple and healed the lame man at the gate. They were arrested. They were beaten, told not to do it again. They went and gathered themselves. They said, Father, look at how they have gathered against your Holy Son, Jesus. They are beating us because we are preaching Jesus. Oh, Father, stretch your hands and prove Jesus even more. God gave them even more power more power, you move from glory to glory in power because you want to preach Jesus. You want to see Jesus. If it is about you, you know now we have career men of God. Yeah, just like we have career politicians. We have career men of God, men of God who serve God because it is how they make a living, not because it's a calling, not because it is destiny. There is nothing wrong with the church taking care of its pastor, but if the pastor, all they do is they have to come up with good sermons, preach, people are not being saved, people are not being changed, people are not growing in Christ, people are not chasing after Christ, people are not going out and raising leaders that are going to win more people. If, If that is not happening, this is a business. The more, listen to me clearly. I'm going to say this and I'm going to finish. The more of you you give up, the more of Him you gain. The more of self you give up, the more of Jesus you gain. The more of you you surrender, the more of the Holy Spirit will manifest. Let's not just surrender to God when we want financial breakthrough, when we want healing, when we want deliverance. Let's be dedicated to the kingdom of God. Let's be dedicated to the cause of God. God is desiring that each and every one of you that is watching, not just to be filled with the Holy Spirit, not just the Holy Spirit to come upon you, but for you to walk side by side with the Holy Spirit. Don't just have moments, oh, the Holy Spirit was very mighty today. The Holy Spirit is mighty every day. Oh, wow, the power of God was so strong today. No, the power of God is strong every day. Just on that day, you are more receptive. Don't put this on God, this is on you. Oh, God moved mightily today. When did God move and it was not mighty? (laughs) When did Jesus show up and things didn't change? Hear me well, children of God. There is a higher place in God. There is a dimension in God that God wants us to arrive to. I can give you scriptures for days, but I like speaking to you from my heart and with a few scripture references, but just to open your eyes by the grace of the Holy Spirit to understand that there is more that God has for us to do. Mm -hmm. But without the Holy Spirit, we can't do anything. Without the Holy Spirit, we are nothing. Without His seal of approval, we are useless. So therefore, let us give ourselves up to Him. A prayer life is important, but let your prayer life be centered in your pursuit of His face. Not in the pursuit of what your interests are. God will give you those anyway. But desire Him, look for His heart. Until my last breath, I made a decision long ago, until my last breath, I will serve him. I decided that long ago, that my whole life, until he calls me home, I will serve him. I've given myself completely to his cause. If he he tells me go into Iraq or go into Iran, go into Mecca, even where the Muslims, I will go. If I die, I die. Mm -hmm. To live is Christ, to die is gain. That is how my mindset is. Mm -hmm. When we do that, we will see the power of God like we have never seen before. I want you to go to prophetlovey.com, grab what you want to give to God, and then we'll come back and pray. God bless you all. God bless you all. I hope you learned something today, and um, I hope this will be beneficial for your walk with God and that you will draw closer to Jesus. It is the will of God for God, for, for you to walk with Him, for you to know Him. And I pray that this is what will happen because of um, this amazing teaching. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray for everybody that is here. I pray that you will visit them, that you will touch them, that you will make yourself known unto them. Father, we humble ourselves that we may know you better, that we may know you beyond our thoughts and our imaginations, but we will come to know you as you truly are, Mm -hmm. as you have made yourself known unto us in your word. Father, I pray that whatever has been holding us will be free from it, that we may chase and follow after Jesus. Lord, we want to be an extension of your hand in this world, in our families, in our communities, that the world will come at your feet and declare that you are Lord. Father, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, I love you, but Jesus loves you so, so much more. I will see you tomorrow.
0: Shalom. Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teachings. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to prophetlovi.com or revelationchurchla.org and click on giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California, and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, shalom.